Hello and welcome to Locked on St. Louis Cardinals, your daily podcast for all things Cardinals baseball here on a what has suddenly become eventful Thursday afternoon. My name is Jeff Jones, joined by Brendan Schaefer. Brendan, there was nothing going on. The team's in San Diego. You don't expect news until dinner time, and then all of a sudden, news this afternoon. Yeah, and not good news. That means we'll have a, a heavy starting rotation conversation, I think, here on the podcast today. Cardinals announcing this afternoon that Carlos Martinez has been placed in the 10-day DL with a right lap strain and that Mike Myers has been recalled from Memphis to take his place on the 25-man roster. Uh, Myers presumably would not be joining the rotation, instead likely to be Jack Flaherty. The Cardinals with an off day on Monday would be able to have Flaherty starting on normal rest for Tuesday's game uh, if, if they were so inclined. So I guess we'll just start with initial reactions i mean when you see that news come across what's the uh what's the first thought well the first thought is the cardinals can't really in my mind uh be be too excited about losing him if it's a if it's a long-term thing and we can kind of parse through what what it might actually look like obviously this news just broke as we started recording so it's kind of hard to to say uh what the severity is for carlos martinez craig mish reports that it looks like only one start that he'll miss other reporters kind of phrasing it in such a way that this could uh, mean a return for Alex Reyes and this could kind of be the slot he would fill, which would obviously mean a longer time on the shelf for Martinez. So a lot of it's going to depend on, on you know, wh- what the severity looks like for him. But I know, as you mentioned to me before we started recording this podcast, uh, recent history dictates that lat strains are, are not necessarily just a, a one-time start issue and, and guys can occasionally miss more than that. Yeah, there was an article written by Lindsey Barra for MLB.com last, it was published on last May 16th, so very nearly uh, exactly a year ago, and it was in reference to Noah Syndergaard, because the injury, which limited Syndergaard to only seven starts last season for the Mets, was a lap strain, uh, and, and then there was a study done by, according to this article, a study done by the Cleveland Clinic in 2016, looking at, and I'm quoting now, 30 MLB pitchers who had suffered lat or teres major strains, 29 were treated conservatively and allowed to heal on their own, only one underwent surgical treatment, the average time required to return to pitching for the non-surgical group was 99.8 days, while the pitcher who had surgery missed 140 days, and so, you know, 99.8 days, we're talking about into September uh for 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 Carlos Martinez or or very close to that before he would be able to return that's i mean that's obviously very significant what what was the math on that how many days did you say the average time to return for the 29 pitchers who did not have surgery was 99.8 days so actually i say into september it's more like uh the end of august cuz it's may 10th and so you're talking about three months and 17 days, roughly. So, yeah, about the last week of August before Martinez would return based on that time frame. So, and that, if that just is the average, obviously we'll have to wait and see more uh, what they say specifically about his case. But, yeah, if that's the case, um, the, the, whole, the rotation's going to look very, very different here in the coming weeks. The good news along with that is, you know, the, the possibility of an Adam Wainwright and a Jack Flaherty and an Alex Reyes in your back pocket. So it's not like the Cardinals don't have options, but anytime you lose the, the number one guy, especially the way Carlos had been pitching as of late, that, that's certainly going to wear on a team that's already not producing offensively, at least over the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a major concern if he's out for a significant period of time because you're, just, you're asking everybody else to pull such more weights that, that they're not usually 
used to having to, to do. So that would be, I mean, it goes without saying, but it would be a big a big blow if that's the kind of absence we're talking about out till mid or late August. Yeah, even with Tuesday being Martinez's second worst start of the season after opening day, his ERA over his last six starts was below one. I mean, this was a guy who had been dominant so far this season. And you're right that the Cardinals do have at least some internal options that are promising uh, in terms of a replacement, but you're never going to be able to really replace a pitcher like Martinez. You know, after all the years of sort of wondering who and what he was, clearly he is the ace of the staff. And so for him to miss, again, what we think might be substantial time, and if it's not, it's not. Look, Craig Mish obviously has had some sources uh, within the organization. He was present last night for Alex Reyes' rehab start, so maybe he has information that others at the moment don't have. But uh, when guys like Derek Gould are reporting that it would pave the way for Alex Reyes to rejoin the rotation, that is at least a period of two to three weeks from now. So uh, we're not talking about a, a short-term arrangement. Yeah, and once again, we might know more in an hour. We might know more later tonight. But uh, certainly when, when fans hear that come up and they see that news kind of breaking on their, their Twitter timelines or what have you, it's it's definitely a sinking feeling just because you do, you never do know. And, and oftentimes in the past we've, we've heard – you know, precautionary. We've heard different terms, kind of buzzwords, be thrown around for pitchers, and then obviously uh, those have the capacity to turn into longer-term situations. And yeah. so, you know, that's that's just it's one of those things when when injuries crop up, you never really do know until you see the guy back. Yeah, I mean, when when Martinez uh, spoke to the media after his start on Tuesday. He said that he was having a little bit of trouble uh, locating his four-seam fastball. Thought maybe part of it was because the Twins, with so many left-handed batters, were requiring him to throw more cutters, and so he had less feel for the four-seamer. He also talked a little bit about the way his focus was drifting during the game uh, on Tuesday. He said that you know when, when when Mike Maddox came out to talk to him in the fifth inning of that game Tuesday, they talked about focus, and then Martinez was able to buckle down. So everything he was talking about uh, on, on Tuesday – None of it spoke to any kind of physical concern, and so to have this come up on Thursday uh, certainly is is disheartening because it suggests that maybe Martinez wasn't recovering physically from the start in the way that he usually does and went in to seek an opinion, and this was what was discovered. And so while that's definitely concerning news, let's kind of talk about how the Cardinals could look to fill that role, and, and really not just that one role, but... The way I look at it, there's there's a couple of roles and, and several spots that could be kind of up for grabs, up for moving and shifting as time goes along. Because the spot that had been filled by, you know, Flaherty slash Wainwright slash Gant over the last few weeks, like that was kind of the, the fifth spot or what have you. And then Carlos's spot and then potentially Luke Weaver, depending on he how he develops, like you could have seen a scenario where if Wainwright comes back healthy, and this Carlos Martinez thing didn't happen, that when Alex Reyes was to return, Weaver's been a guy who's not really pitched very well as of late, and you could have foresaw an opportunity to, to get him uh, down to Memphis, maybe save some innings, skip some starts, and bring uh, Flaherty in or bring Alex Reyes in. And so now I'm interested to, to kind of see where we think the rotation is set to go because obviously a, a couple of guys, really three guys, that are on the cusp of potentially rejoining the team at any given time. Yeah, so you did have uh, Carlos. You had Jack Flaherty, excuse me, 
last night pitching at Memphis uh, through six and two-thirds, two runs on six hits, and struck out a total of 13 last night against the Oklahoma City Dodgers. And so, uh, yeah, that's look, Flaherty is, is a guy who probably needs to be in the majors. He's certainly knocking on that door uh, and, and, and certainly has very little remaining to prove, I think, in AAA. But that being the case, I agree with you that the optimal situation probably would have been to work him in a little bit for Luke Weaver or to sort of balance Alex Reyes' return rather than being in a situation where uh, you're needing to count on these guys for innings. And, you know, we should remember that as we record this, Adam Wainwright has yet to throw his bullpen this afternoon in San Diego, and I think that there is some concern that maybe he might not be 100% ready to return to the rotation either. Uh, John Gant was kept around the team after his start this week, after his start on Monday. Part of that was because they were uh, a little up close to the 10-day clock on a lot of the pitchers that they have in the uh, a lot of pitchers that they have in the system, and part of that I think was because they were still waiting to see how Wainwright recovered from that rehab start. Everything he said seemed optimistic, and the Cardinals had been very good about saying that he was on pace to start on Sunday in San Diego. Uh, and then lo and behold, Mike Matheny sort of subtly during his post game press conference on on uh, on 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 Tuesday slips in. Maybe Wainwright would need a second rehab start. That was not a pop a possibility that had been uh, acknowledged by anyone with the Cardinals before that, nor is it one that's gotten a lot of discussion. And so if Adam Wainwright doesn't come through this bullpen or today looking the way the Cardinals want him to look, then you're probably looking at John Gant taking that start on, that, that start on Sunday in San Diego. And now all of a sudden that rotation depth, which seemed like such a strength, is tested. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we're looking at, too. And so not only do the Cardinals have to hope that Wainwright is going to be fine soon and then stay that way, because we remember he started the season with a, a brief DL stint, came up to the majors for opening day in St. Louis without a rehab start. And then this time they're, they're discussing potentially giving him multiple rehab starts before he returns to the major leagues. And so whatever the issue is with, with him, if they get it solved, you hope that that doesn't reoccur again in the elbow and you hope that. Uh, you know, nothing else comes up as well for him because while I think a lot of Cardinal fans kind of viewed Adam Wainwright in, in terms of anything they got from him this season would be a bonus because you had these young arms, you know, ready and raring to go. Now you're you're going to really need Wainwright to be that guy that makes, you know, 20 to 25 starts uh, the way he kind of expects himself to. And, and then you have to hope that, God willing, everything goes fine with the rehab for Alex Reyes, which after after one rehab start appears to be the case. Yeah, and again, all of this links together because the other thing that's sort of, I think, being uh, quietly played here is that you also have to hope that Miles Michaelis continues to be the pitcher that he has been so far. There's been a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek joking about him being the best Japanese import pitcher to pitch in Major League Baseball so far this season, uh, the comparison to Shohei Otani, of course. But I, I think that Michaelis all of a sudden has gone from not a lottery ticket, but a guy that you're waiting to see what he could be, to very much being in that Lance Lynn, Jeff Supon, Woody Williams, whatever, role in the rotation where he has to take the ball every five days and you have to be able to count on him. Uh, to this to this point, certainly it looks like the Michaelis is that guy, but it's still very early for him as well. Yeah, and the weird part about it is I'm thinking about the guys that are that are in the rotation that we can expect to to make their start within the next week. So, uh, you know, you're talking about Michaelis, you're talking about Weaver, you're talking about Waka, you're talking about 
whoever it is that's going to fill that that Gantt spot potentially. And then you've got, uh, I, I assume, Flaherty for Martinez or who, however they decide to order it. That, that kind of those five names in Wainwright, if he comes in, would replace Gantt. But thinking about all those pitchers, Michaelis is far and away the one I have the most confidence in right now. And that's I, I'm not necessarily saying that as a bad thing because he's been very good, but it's definitely not something that you probably expected coming into the season. And that's kind of where the injuries have this team right now. Yeah, I mean, look, Miles Michaelis has thrown seven innings in four consecutive starts. He's walked two batters and 40 innings pitched so far this season. Uh, the numbers are pretty eye-popping. He's a guy who has been better than advertised. Uh, and, and and so, yes, I agree with you that that's the guy that you're probably uh, most comfortable with right now because Michael Waka has, in starts, struggled with his command. And Luke Weaver has nibbled on the edges of the zone rather than attacking the inside of the zone. And there have been things uh, to nitpick with most of the starters so far this season. That's not the case with Michaelis. And it hadn't, to this point, been the case with Carlos Martinez until now you had this concern pop up. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, and this is not a very good time uh, for such an injury as the Cardinals coming off a couple of losses in St. Louis after, uh, you know, rolling through the Cubs. And now it's like they can't do anything offensively. And so, you know, you're already kind of playing with a short roster with a couple of guys injured who you haven't put on the disabled list. And now you're adding more to uh, that pile on the DL. You know, the Molina injury is this is this is going to be an interesting road trip for the Cardinals just because of the fact that they're kind of facing some adversity right now that they really hadn't hadn't seen quite this much of up to this point. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned the offense sort of struggling to this point. I don't know that going to San Diego is necessarily what the Cardinals need to get that offense jump started either. Because you know, when you talk about the guys that are struggling, uh, specifically in terms of a guy like Marcelo Zuna whose struggle is in bringing the power back and being able to really elevate the ball and knock knock the ball for extra bases, San Diego is a rough place to do that at. That ballpark is very big uh, and not an easy spot to start knocking the ball around the yard. And, And so this, all of a sudden, last weekend, all of the excitement that came out of that sweep of the Cubs is, I think today, officially 100% dissipated, and I think the Cardinals fans are now back to straight up concern. Yeah, literally the only good thing about going to San Diego is that you probably put Jed Jerko in the lineup every single day and he hits you a couple of home runs uh, throughout the series because that's kind of what he does against his former team. But yeah, other than that, there's not really anything to hang your hat on as you, you head out west for the series beginning tonight. So with that series beginning tonight, I, I guess with everything going on today, what would be a victory, uh, but what, what's a positive? What do you need to see out of the Cardinals in this first game tonight that shows you that maybe uh, the panic button doesn't quite need to be pressed yet? I mean, I think they need to win the game, but it's it's you can't call it a must win. But this isn't a very good team. Like San Diego's 10 games under 500. Uh, the Cardinals are the superior team, and they've got the guy I just said was the pitcher I was most confident uh, in, Miles Michael, is on the hill tonight uh, against a younger guy, Jordan Miles, who's, who's pitched okay so far this season. But uh, I think the pitching matchup favors the Cardinals, and I think offensively you need to to, to keep the team in the game. Like Miles Michaelis, with with what he can do on the pitching mound, is going to keep you in the game. If that means six innings of three run ball or seven and two or whatever it might be, I expect a quality start from him every time out at this rate. Uh, whether that's maybe too much pressure or, or too much of an expectation to put on Michaelis this early in his Cardinal career, I don't know. But that's the way I'm viewing it mentally. Uh, and, and that kind of confidence should should hopefully be the way the Cardinal offense views it as well. But they can't go out and do what they did against the Twins and, and not score any runs or score one run. Uh, they, they, here's what I want to see. I want to see them score runs 
without using the home run. Like, outside of hitting homers, I want to see them put together a couple of innings where they score, they can put up crooked numbers, and, and, and you know, win kind of a 6-4 to four kind of game tonight where, you know, it shows me, okay, the offense is alive again and, and they're not, you know, allowing uh, kind of what's going on with the roster and the, the health of the team to to really cause them to take any further steps back. Like, okay, we, we had those two games against uh, the Twins. That's not who we are, though, and we expect to do better uh, against, a, against a team that's not very good. And I think that you can't go out tonight and and have another game like you had against the Twins and, and, and lose without really scoring very much uh, because you can't put either of those games on the pitching because they didn't score. So if they go out and have games like that again, then I feel like it starts to be a, a legitimate trend that you have to watch out for. And, and those spirals can kind of kind of prolong themselves, especially when you've got other things going on outside of what what occurs on the field, as, as the Cardinals do right now. Yeah, you know, you talk about wanting to score runs without hitting home runs, and uh, was reading a piece from Jason Stark on The Athletic this morning that discussed uh, the decreasing rate of balls in play throughout Major League Baseball and how very rare it is that, that strikeouts would exceed hits over a month. And, you know, the mechanisms suggested to address that problem uh, are all fairly significant and, and things that are, you know, not likely to happen in the short term. He's talking about things like outlawing the shift or moving the mound back or, or altering uh, the weights of bats and so on. And these are all like dramatic changes to the mechanism of the game that are not going to happen in the short term. And so while the Cardinals are, I think, uh, drifting into kind of the trends in Major League Baseball, they are for sure on the outlying edge of some of those trends. And so, yeah, I agree. Some of that manufacturing runs uh, would be a big deal. I also, look, I, I know that we probably fixate on the lineup too much on a day-to-day basis, but frankly, I, I would like to see a lineup this evening that does not include Matt Carpenter or Dexter Fowler in the top three. I, I think that, you know, setting aside whether or not they should play at all, at this point, the Cardinals need to be reconsidering what the top of their lineup really needs to look like and, and, and who those and those who, who those productive hitters really are going to be. Because I, I don't think that you can really count on those guys to deliver that kind of performance that you really need. Now, with Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Padres, uh, you have some freedom because presumably Wong is in the lineup in that case. And, and it's a question of, does Jerko get in this evening over Carpenter? I don't know. But uh, a top three tonight, and again, we haven't yet heard if Tommy Pham is healthy and available for tonight's game. Presumably he is. But a top three of, say, uh, Pham, Wong, Martinez is probably a step in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree with that, and, and I don't think you can have Carpenter in the top. I don't think you can have him higher than sixth or seventh at this point, because I, I just, I mean, just stick him down there and, and see if he can, can you know, work things out. But he's not helping your team right now, and and he can go and hit a walk off one day, or he can have you know a big a big game one day. But that's not really enough for me to say, oh well, he's fixed because he's done that in recent weeks where he has a big game and then he falls off the map again. Like your entire body of work is going to tell you what you are, and right now he's a a, a bad hitter at the major league level this season. Like he has not been good. Neither has Fowler. Ozuna's been, you know, a little better, but definitely not the guy they thought they were getting. And that was a concern. You know, I don't know at what point you can say, yeah, this is the, the, the concerns are accurate and, and it was relevant because in the off season, when you talk about acquiring him, it's like, which guy are you going to get? They haven't gotten the guy that they were hoping to get so far, but he's not the only one. So it's hard to, to place too much blame in any one direction. Uh, I agree with you on on both those guys, though. I'd have Jerko in the lineup no matter what. Like that's the only thing that needs to be a guarantee for me, especially against San Diego. 
which you can say that those numbers don't really mean anything, but there, there seems to be, I think the sample size is big enough. There's no reason to fool with it uh, with Durko's success against the Padres. So he'd be in there for me. He'd be up high in the lineup. He'd be in the top four for me as well. He, you can bat him third for all I'm concerned. Uh, and if you do decide to play Carpenter, I think it has to come at the expense uh, of Jose Martinez and not Jed Jerko or Colton Wong. Uh, and so because of that, you know, Martinez recently hitting a home run, I'd probably have Carpenter sitting, uh, but but they'll definitely want to have him in most of the games uh, because he's, he's still considered a starter by, I'm sure, Mike Matheny. And so whether there's lefties coming up that you could find a more strategic day to sit him, I don't know. But it, you know what? As long as Jerko's in there, I'm fine. But I agree with you. There's no reason to have Carpenter batting as high as he's been. Yeah, so as we record, by the way, a uh, story published by uh, the byline is Ben Fredrickson with reporting from Derek Gould in San Diego that suggests that the Cardinals will likely turn to John Gant for Sunday's start regardless and that a strong bullpen outing from Wainwright today would put him on turn for Tuesday in Minnesota. So it appears that at least on this first turn through uh, with Carlos Martinez being out, that the Cardinals will not turn to Jack Flaherty. And so uh, that speaks, I guess, in part to, uh, to to confidence in the guys that they have, maybe in part to wanting to keep this depth in this bullpen here that's available. And also, uh, if Adam Wainwright does not come through his bullpen in good enough shape today, then you would have Flaherty pitch on Tuesday and you'd have Gant on regular rest already with the team pitching on Sunday in San Diego. And it sounds like Derek Gould as well on, in his tweet of that story uh, says effectively Martinez could only end up missing one start as well. So definitely would be a sigh of relief if that uh, proves to be the case. I'm definitely not counting my chickens until I see him back on the mound. Uh, just just because, you know, injuries, like I said, until you until you see the guy return and then even sometime after that, you never know if these things can be reoccurring. So ideally, uh, this is an example of, of the Cardinals trying to get out in front of something and be precautionary rather than, you know, fall behind and then recognize it's going to be a 99-day relapse kind of situation for Martinez. Yeah, the thing that I wonder about uh, in terms of just, I I don't want to say miscommunication or cross wires or whatever, but I wonder if just because it sets up for the Cardinals to allow Martinez to only miss one start, that is surely not the same thing as he'll only need to miss one start, so I wonder maybe if that Craig Mish report is based on that as opposed to the severity of the injury. I, I, again, we don't know. We don't know where other people's reporting comes from, uh, but it, I, I agree with you that it would be a pretty big surprise given the sort of historical nature of those injuries for it to be super short-term for Carlos Martinez, but it would obviously be very welcome. Yeah, that, that would be that would be a good way to put it, I think. I agree with you. All right. Well, that's uh, all done and out of the way. I guess we have we have that covered. Uh, you know, it's 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 a breaking piece of news. It happened quickly. Hard to sort of really get our arms around what that looks like uh, here here in the uh, in in the immediate aftermath. So obviously, make sure you keep your eyes open for any news that might come out about that throughout the afternoon. Cardinals in San Diego this evening. Brendan, any uh, any parting thoughts here? Yeah, go ahead and, and try to have a, a good road trip. It seems like it's been a while since the Cardinals have been on the road for any significant amount of time because they had kind of the, the three-game uh, Pittsburgh Pirates series on the road sandwiched between a couple of more lengthy homestands. So uh, overall, you have to be pretty happy with how they did in those, but but definitely they ended it on a sour note, and I think it's going to be important to try to reverse that momentum beginning Thursday night. 
That's Brendan Schaefer. My name is Jeff Jones. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On St. Louis Cardinals, available on iTunes, available on Spotify, available wherever you need your podcasts to be. Make sure you keep an eye open at LockedOnSTLCardinals.com for plenty of things written throughout the season. For Brendan's work at KMOV, follow him on Twitter at bschafer 12 I'm on Twitter at jmjones. Brendan, have a fantastic day and try not to sweat about this too much. All right, you too, brother. That'll do it. This has been another episode of Locked on St. Louis Cardinals.